And those are the days where if you just rely on motivation, then it's not going to be enough to get to your goals. You actually have to be disciplined and think long-term instead of having these quick stabs at everything and then jumping onto the new shiny thing. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 51 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling. I'm an Olympian multiple-time representative of the Commonwealth Games, as well as the World Champs, among other competitions. And I thought this would be a well-timed episode to talk on this topic being motivation. Obviously, with the World Champs being on over the last couple of weeks, I assume for everyone that was spectating, motivation was driven sky-high. Everyone was super excited to get into training and try to lift just like they do on the big screen. And just as we do when we watch any spectacle, motivation is driven sky-high in the short term, then comes crashing down once we come back to reality again. So I wanted to touch on my experience when it comes to weightlifting and the surges and crashes of motivation, how to sustain it, what I define motivation as, and how I go about it when I'm not exactly as motivated as I would like to be. So I'll start off with a definition of what I see motivation as, and that is essentially just a force that drives people's desires and leads to action. And with the context of weightlifting, obviously that desire through watching the world champs is to become a better weightlifter, perhaps to reach a certain level or just to lift more weight. And then the action that follows the desire is obviously going back into the gym, trying to lift more weight, perhaps with more intensity to try to match what you just saw on the big screen. Then for everyone, after the event, we all go back into the gym and we're then met with reality of what the sport actually entails. Then of course, motivation plummets. And why is it that we get this surge of motivation that is then short-lived? And how can we try to maintain that motivation so we can keep up in the gym to hopefully get to these goals one day that we just saw on the big screen? And this is a hard bridge to cross for people because we watch spectacle events like the World Championships, the Olympics, and they are just essentially an idealized fantasy of what it is to be an elite weightlifter. And how do I know this? because I've been there multiple times, watch back my own replays, and it looks way more glamorous than what it actually was. In reality, I was lifting in an empty stadium, no crowd due to COVID restrictions, and I spent 90% of my lead up to this event in my garage at home training. The reality of the situation is it was a lot of hard work to get there, just like with everyone that you just watched at the World Championships, right now, post-event. They're probably back in their home country, training in the gym, just like nothing happened. So what do we do with this newly found motivation and how can we sustain that for the long term instead of just fizzling out in the short term? The way that I try to see it now is I obviously have a big overarching goal, such as for me going to the next Commonwealth Games, which is a few years away now. And instead of just thinking of that in my daily life, I try to put that in a different pile and think, what do I do in the meantime? And in the meantime, that's when you set goals to do with the actual process of getting there. So becoming a better weightlifter. So whether that's strength, technical, mobility, could have to do with your nutrition, your recovery, 
something that's within the process. When you achieve these process-orientated goals along the way, this then gives you boosts of motivation to then double down on the process instead of just beating yourself up all the time because you're not living up to the idealized standard that you think you need to be to then reach this big end goal that you're thinking of. And this is where the people that make it to the top level deviate from those that have a crack at their goals, fail once, and then quit. It's because those at the top get those little dopamine rushes that surges the motivation from the actual process itself. And when they find little bits of progress throughout that process, they then double down and then keep going and building momentum towards that long-term goal. Achieving big goals that are important to you are fucking so hard. And I don't think many people understand what hard actually feels like. Not discomfort, but your actual lowest lows in the sport. Those days when you just want to quit and pretty much give everything up. And those are the days where if you just rely on motivation, then it's not going to be enough to get to your goals. You actually have to be disciplined and think long term instead of having these quick stabs at everything and then jumping onto the new shiny thing. I've seen a lot of people over the years that have jumped into weightlifting make big, bold claims of how they're going to wear the green and gold one day. They're going to go to the Olympic Games. They're going to go to the Commonwealth Games. They're going to do this and that. Then they train three sessions a week, go through one injury, go through one bad competition. Then they make an excuse, chuck the towel in, and move on to some other shiny thing. Then once someone finds that shiny thing, they tell everyone about it, what their intentions are. Then once those intentions are positively reinforced by those that they tell, they then get the dopamine rush just as they would if they achieved the goal. Then it doesn't take much hardship for that person to then jump ship again because they were already positively reinforced. They already got that dopamine rush. Why go through the hardship when they can just jump onto something else again, get positively reinforced and start that vicious cycle all over again? So as I've learned with myself, obviously you can set a big goal. Definitely set a big goal, but set little process oriented goals along the way. Track your progress and then pick up those small wins. And then you'll find yourself building momentum. Then after enough time has passed, you've been through that hardship, you've overcame, the reward system then starts to become embedded in the process, and then you can continue going again and again and again. But that's just how I think of it. I'm sure people have their own interpretation of motivation and where to get it from. Perhaps they just like to try to look and find stuff to stay inspired. I like to try to embed it within the process so I don't have to rely on anything extrinsically and it's all intrinsic so I can just continue going and not be phased about whatever else is happening in the outside world. So having that said, that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on in this episode. As always, I thank everyone for listening to this podcast and I'll see you next week with another fresh episode. Talk to you then. (music) 